The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The Virginia Department of Education voluntarily handed over a file on Tuesday that it previously blocked from public release. That's after the Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press filed the lawsuit on behalf of VPM News. Ben Pavier has more. VPM News filed a public records request with the Department of Education in January, shortly after Governor Glenn Youngkin's inauguration. The department blocked the release of an email attachment, citing a state law that exempts working papers of the governor. The Reporters Committee filed a lawsuit last week, arguing that exemption wasn't justified. On Tuesday, the Attorney General's office handed over the file, but said it still maintains the exemption was correct. The document itself doesn't include any new big information. It lists out parts of Yunkin's first executive orders that are relevant to each state agency. The Yunkin administration is still facing a separate lawsuit filed by media organizations, including NPR, seeking submissions to his so-called tip line for parents. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A Charlottesville-based medical company has received emergency use authorization for a new rapid test for COVID-19. The non-invasive test from Microgem uses saliva and gives results similar to a PCR test in less than half an hour. The system is portable and uses a cartridge that doesn't require technical training in order to collect samples. The company says its cartridge system also makes it easier to detect new variants or other viruses. Microgem will soon begin shipping to labs and healthcare facilities and hopes to process up to 4 million tests per month. City officials released a draft plan this week on the methods Richmond wants to use to tackle climate change. Now they're looking for residents' feedback. The draft Climate Equity Action Plan 2030 is the next step of the RVA Green 2050 initiative. Alicia Zatkoff from the Richmond Office of Sustainability says the plan has nearly 50 strategies among five areas of focus, which include community, transportation, and waste reduction. The plan envisions that all Richmonders, regardless of identity or neighborhood, thrive in a climate resilient and climate neutral community. The plan sets a goal for the city to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 45 percent by 2030 and to reach zero emissions by 2050. Community members have until June 19th to provide feedback on it through the city's website. Workers at five Starbucks locations in the Richmond area have voted to unionize. According to 8 News, the Starbucks on Forest Hill Avenue was the first location to vote in favor of unionizing. It was quickly followed by three Starbucks locations in Midlothian and one in Willow Lawn. These efforts are part of a national movement to unionize Starbucks workers, which began last year in Buffalo, New York. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders has been vocal in supporting these workers and will appear at Richmond's Unity Fest this Sunday to speak about the movement. Dulles International Airport is getting a new concourse to replace its aging facility. Jordan Pascal from partner station WAMU reports that the Airport Authority Board has approved the $675 million project. Currently, if you fly out of gates A1 through 6, you have to walk outside and take stairs to get to your airplane. 
The building was meant to be temporary when it was built in 1999, but a new 14-gate concourse would significantly improve that experience with jet bridges, new shops and restaurants, and other amenities. Here's Metropolitan Washington Airports Authority CEO Jack Potter. That would be the most significant upgrade at Dulles in many, many years. Airport officials hope to win a $230 million grant from the recently passed federal infrastructure package. Construction is estimated to be completed by 2026. That was Jordan Pascal reporting. A group of Washington, D.C.-based developers have acquired part of the Movieland lot. According to Richmond BizSense, Level 2 Development, SJG Properties, and FCP paid about $16 million for six acres of the property. The deal doesn't include the movie theater or its parking lots. The group plans to build a five-story, 375-apartment housing complex on the land, including a pool, lounge, and gym. Level 2 and SJG are also working together on the Arthur Ashe Edition, a mixed-use property down the street. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.